Coming up right here, Circle Debate Podcast, episode 42, 42. It's a two-part episode. Part one, we'll be going to discussing about this past week, AEW Dynamite. And, of course, someone's getting trolled because somebody got called WWE Champion. So, So someone's getting trolled tonight. Sorry, man. You're going to have to be trolled tonight for that. And also, we're going to discuss a little bit of pro wrestling news. Part two of our episode will be joined by the American Hero. Right now, he's in class. Uh, part two will be joined by the Heart and shit. He's yeah. Good. I don't even know. What's his class for? Is it? Uh... I have no idea. He didn't say. He didn't say. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll get a question to him. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Mike Lopez back on school. And in part two, we'll be discussing our thoughts about NXT TakeOver. This past week, also NXT and much more. And also breaking down the predictions of the Elimination Chamber coming up this Sunday. Oh, yeah. So Got don't not go anywhere as episode 42 starts ahorita right now. I love Doritos. Welcome everyone to the Circle Debate Podcast, episode number 42, 42. Hey, we're 42, 42 episodes in, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. It's a lot. But you know, we're almost at 50 mark. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. This is the host of Devious One I would see here alongside with my other host, my other family, the familia, the West, West, West of the <laughs> Generation West, courtesy of the Dirty Heels Podcast, calling us that. And shout out to Dirty Seals, Kevin, you know, Kofi Winston and Bold, right? I love that. There's a Randy Orton made a tweet that said something like, this marks the five, five, five year anniversary of me smoking weed for the first time with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and, then, and then Orton, he replied to his own tweet and goes, let me be clear. My first time smoking weed with Snoop Dogg, not my first time smoking weed. And I tagged uh, Kofi in that being like, this, this tweet was custom made for you, homie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going with the one and only, the one and only, the director, CK1. Action. There you go. Action. Did I say action? Did I say action during that? Was I being like a Yes, player? you did say action. George. <laughs> you could also, you could also be, go on background or sound. Or <laughs> yeah. it also I, do need to get, I do need to get a marker, though. Like, I mean, we should have gotten two pens or something. Like, you know, yeah, what? boom operator, dude. Right. right. <laughs> yep. And also, I already have, have ideas for the Tarzana Gracie Barra. Like, I want to do a full like Cobra Kai style, dude. Oh, 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 <laughs> like, I cannot wait. I'm already thinking of like more '80s shit to do, man. I'm excited to, to see if they actually let me. But uh, oh, okay, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Jose will let you. <laughs> dude, but yes, free. I have the Carbonation Carbonone. He is. The, the Don carbonation. Callis. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Don, Don Callis. Would you spell it like the, like you have a callus on your foot? You know, <laughs> you know, you know something, Chris. You know, other other podcasts make podcasts. We make history. You know, we make history here. We could do all kinds of things here. 
at this podcast. And you know what? I'll say this to all of you, that the god of pro wrestling, Kenny Omega, is the very best at it. You know, and I'm the very best at it. And we're all, we, you know, and I know too, you know. And because we're all god amongst insects, right? We're, we're gods amongst insects, of course. <laughs> Let me get you know, my boy Michael Nakazawa back here to carry your luggage. Yeah, let me get Michael Nakazawa back here to, to help out with that. It's weird. His voice sounds a little bit like mine, too. It was like, I, didn't think, I didn't think I'd get the voice down so perfectly. <laughs> I just know the virus, the virus speech is really good. I mean, oh, yeah. Ahead his, of his time, unfortunately. Self, his self-encouragement uh, uh, videos here, you know, just, yeah. just all great for that. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and also uh, the cutest in the world. Okay. <laughs> Jim Cornette's favorite right there. Uh-huh, that's right. The very cutest in the world, of course. And she'll, she'll you know, the invisible hands working. I love that picture. Is it picture? <laughs> that's such a great picture. Just right right behind me. There she is. There's our girl. That's right. Strange you see Matthew Steamboat, ladies and gentlemen. Now let's the go invisible ahead and start hand. this off. Let's start this let's off. Recording. <laughs> <laughs> let's start this off, gentlemen. It was a lot of weekend of professional wrestling, I'll tell you that. And a lot during this week as well. And a lot of upcoming. We did have, uh, in, you know, Impact Surrender that happened this past Saturday. We did have NXT Vengeance Day that happened on Sunday. Uh, we did have Raw, which nobody really watches. <laughs> Wait, what? Did you just we had that? Raw, but we, nobody really watches. But hey, um, I do, I do. You know what? You should watch and set. I do. Oh, you know what? I'll say, I've been saying this in a few other threads. Instead of Raw... Watch Tokyo Joshi Pro because the Invisible Hand sponsors that. That right is right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to actually let right now Mr. Don Callis over here. He's going to go ahead and break down what happened this past Monday on, on AEW, on uh, the YouTube channel, on the yes. women's side of the AEW's tournament in Japan. So women's division. Chris, Chris even showing, showing the colors, flying the colors proudly. That's right. We are Maki Ito Army. Yeah, we are part of the Ito Respect Army, Chris Brooks. (laughs) I had to do it. And I'll break it down for everybody. So Chris Brooks, he's actually um, Chris Brooks is is was the former DDT world champion over there, and you know he's kind of looked at as like the next big gaijin over in Japan. So what they decide to do with them, they decide to create a tag team with him and Maki Ito. So, and, and over on, uh, I don't know if anybody watches the Gato Move YouTube channel, the Choco Pro channel, run by Mesa Ruga and Emi Sakura mm-hmm. over here. And they, it, right? Yeah, they've, yeah. they've got, they run their own YouTube channel based out of uh, Emi Sakura School the, at the Choco Pro Arena, of course, which is like a, like a little dojo. And it's very unique because people like do, do sentons and shooting star presses out of a windowsill in that in that dojo and it's absolutely astounding but of course you know gotta stop being don Callis for a second and return to be a member of the Edo respect army so the women's tournament over on monday so we had a bunch of matches and i'll get to it wasn't quite a disappointment like you might expect ivan so Not i'll at actually, all i'll actually i'll actually explain why so aha kong and rin katokura Rin Katokura is actually a current champion herself, and my god, her, her entrance theme was amazing. If you guys heard it, it was like, her song sounds really good, but she doesn't really need to win the tournament. She's already a champ in her own promotion. 
you know, it's kind of like the same position Serena Deeb's in. We'll get on that later. Yeah, but that's my territory. Yeah. So Aha Kong, you know, she she's a veteran. She headlined the Tokyo Dome in the '90s. So this could be, you know, her 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 Goldberg run. But you know, of course, she's way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Never compare to Goldberg. Hell no, I never compare. Yeah, she's way levels above that. So Aha Kong goes over uh, Rin Katakura. She so she advances to the next round. Over to I guess over to this side, if you could see Emi Sakura and Veni. Veni, uh, one of the like along. She actually has a history with uh, Nyla Rose over in Japan. You know, it was like a transgender wrestler uh, rivalry. Venny is actually a good friend. She was in a tag team with Hanakamura, you know, the the wrestler who lost her life on from uh, the or like you know or in twenty twenty who was on Terrace House. She was a tag team with her, and she wears the kimono given to her by uh, Hanakamura's mom in her match with Emi Sakura. And of course, you know Emi Sakura goes over on that match. She's like the all teacher. She's almost like. You know, comparable to like you know the Stu Hart to the Joshi's, you know, in a way. She's like they're they're over, like they're they're the Godmother, Big Mama, you mm. know, Freddie Mercury, you know. And they were even singing. Even the girls were after the match were singing "We Will Rock You" and doing the <laughs> like during the Emmy Sakura set because right. still rocking the the King Freddie Mercury gimmick. Mesa Ruga and Yuka Sakazaki had a match. So some backstory, Mesa Ruga actually has a match with Jazz that's on Eve Riot Girls Wrestling. And that was, I don't even know how to explain that energy. It's like, it's like, you know, jello pudding up against a rock. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's the energy wise. But, but of course, May holds her own. But like, it's like Jazz is like, you know, staring down Mesa Ruga. And the first thing Mesa Ruga does is like, you know, she makes like a cute face. <laughs> To right. jazz, so her her nickname's the Big Apple, and she's known for being really fast and and kind of like Colt Cabana. She has like a a Swiss Army knife of roll ups. She's like she can just get you when you're not paying attention. She can get that quick pin. But Yuka Sakazaki, she's kind of like the Hiroshi Tanahashi of Tokyo Joshi Pro. She's their she's their ace. She's their champion, you know. And if I if anything, I would say like. Maki Ito's like the Tetsuya Naito to Yuka Sakazaki's Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanahashi. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense how you're putting it. I agree. Yeah, that, that kind of dichotomy. Yeah. But of course, so since Yuka Sakazaki's the ace, she goes over uh, Meisuruga. And Meisuruga looked really great in the match. Both both Veni and Meisuruga looked really great. So all these women, you know, not being a Mr. You know, everybody gets a trophy, whatever type thing. But they're, they're all very unique and amazing. I think Rin Katokura is already a champion right now, and she kind of has to be the face of her promotion. So she doesn't need to come to the U.S. just yet. The rest of the girls, I'd love to come a lot so come and visit a lot sooner. So let's come down to the match that you think I'm disappointed by, but I'm not really. I just want to let everybody know. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm like, I messaged Matt personally. I know Matt was pissed when he saw that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was like. Ah! I'll tell you, like, oh. I did do this. I did do this. I was like, <laughs> like immediately after that, I just gave myself a hand shower. I did oh. that hand shower right after. But um, so Makiido, she looked really great in the match. She looked really strong. But I'll say this to to Rio Mizunami. 
So when I first saw her at Double or Nothing, she she didn't really have that much of a gimmick. She was just kind of like athletic and whatever. Now, because because in her interview uh, with on the Choco Pro Show, if you guys should watch that YouTube channel, it's so amazing. They've got a guy, uh, Indian guy, uh, Bakani, I think is his name. Bakani and he's like one of the he's the English translator and the co-host he all he's also part of a tag team with Mesa Ruga too and he's also a student of Emi Sakura but he's like the translator of that show and he basically told Ryo Mizunami's story Ryo Mizunami was going to retire from wrestling before Double or Nothing she was gonna quit and just on the off chance she got the offer to go to Double or Nothing it's like okay it'll be a nice memory this will be maybe one of my last matches and after Double or Nothing, she said, you know what? I'm going to continue doing this. I'm not going to retire. So Ryu Mizunami, she she didn't have much of a gimmick, but over at the tournament, she's got a new gimmick. She's funny. She's got like, she has like a light up Macho Man Randy Savage glasses. Love that. She's got like, you know, the iced tea chain. You know, she's got, she's like a mix of like a rapper, uh, Randy Savage and Okada all rolled into <laughs> one. Wow. And she, yeah, and she's got those, you know, those water sock finger finger shoes. Yeah, yeah. Those toe shoes. She wears those. She's very. She's got a fun look. And her nickname. So Anarchy was her nickname that that uh, Excalibur was calling her, but she did Excalibur didn't translate what that word means in Japanese. It's Anarchy means older brother in Japanese. So that's kind of like you know she's tomboy, funny older brother. Mm. Now Maki Ito, we're hearing everything about her. She she gives the she gives the introduction. She performs her theme song, which is uh, "Brooklyn the Hole" by her group by her old group Link Link Q or uh, Toki Wokaru. I would never in a million years. I never thought I would hear Jim Cornette talking about a pop group from Fukuoka, Japan. It feels like I'm in another dimension when I hear him talking about that. It's like, it's like hearing, um, what's his name? Uh, Madden. Like, it's like hearing Madden talking about, you know, anime and cheese whiz or something, you know? <laughs> but Maki Ito comes to the ring, you know, singing the song and la and even Excalibur points out like, yeah, it's very, you know, similar to Judas when everybody sings around the Jacksonville children's choir. And though, so, you know, Maki Ito, you know, she gives a, a one hell of a match, throws headbutts, you know, you get the the Kokeshi is what her iron forehead's called that nobody could resist because it's so hard, you know. Ooh, yeah. The Kokeshi. And, you know, she's got the diving headbutt, you know, Daniel Bryan, Dynamite Kid, Harley Race, Chris Benoit, and now we Ooh, got Maki Ito. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna go with another person. That person also did not count. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Lars Sullivan, but nope. <laughs> no. Who's that? Pick... Guy? Yeah, oh. it's like we rec we recognize Chris Benoit, but not Lars Sullivan. <laughs> no, we recognize neither one of them, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so Maki Ito, um, she she does the the Boston she does the Boston Crab. So that's that's like you know. I know Chris Jericho would take a shine to that. We just call it like a sushi crab, or what's like a crab sushi meat? crab? We call sushi it a sushi crab. crab. Yeah, I don't know what a crab meat sushi <laughs> name would be. Yeah, it's crab roll. I know there's uh, a California roll. Somebody has a California roll. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She has a great bulldog. She's got a great tornado DDT. She and then she's got the she's got the falling headbutt. Like instead of dropping an elbow, you drop a headbutt instead of a leg drop. Oh yeah, I like that. That's a cool move. I love her. I love her move set. 
Um, but sadly, she does. She taps because one of the gimmicks that's part of Maki Ito is to be Maki Ito is to live in pain as part of Maki Ito. But just because you lose in a tournament does not mean your face is out of the image. Just because you go, you don't go over in a match doesn't mean you're out of the picture. You know, one of the things I want them to do with Maki Ito, if you're listening to Tony Khan, just let her do video promos until the crowds are about to come back. We saw them do it with Randy Orton when he broke his arm. He made like annoying promos about like, my arm is this much healed and I love Ritz crackers and, and cookies and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like just, just videos like that. You know, put her like have her record segments for being the elite and just edit those into the being the elite episodes, you know, maybe right. have her respond to, to the Dark Order and their offers towards her. Somebody even made some fan art of her in the Dark Order outfit with the octopus and everything in a purple version of her outfit. So I'm I, I have a prediction that we're going to see them a lot sooner than we think. I think Maki Ito might do some type of run in on a certain somebody. So, I mean, you're already here. Cody Rhodes, open challenge. <laughs> hey, in all seriousness, Chris, Maki Ito does intergender all the time. Oh, I know. And so, I mean, and AEW has mentioned that they're not exactly opposed to it either. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely. I, I love that. Especially you, with people biggest, who know to work the biggest, it. The biggest hint to that is watch the teaser trailer for the upcoming AEW video game. I think yeah. it was it was Cody Rhodes versus like Nyla Rose or something it, like that. They also had it was Hikaru Shida versus Kenny. That's what know? it was. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the video game trailer. So like, I mean, oh. maybe they're saying re live your fantasy in the video game, but they could very easily make that uh, a real thing. I'll tell you guys a pretty mind blowing um, intergender match that happened with Maki Ito that everyone should check out. Dan Shokodino from DDT. Dan Shokodino versus Maki Ito. And Don Shokodino, he, he was in a match with Colt Cabana, too. And Dan Shokodino's whole gimmick is that he humps everybody. He dry humps, at like, like, and he dry humps the air. And his finisher is a DDT where he puts your head inside of his trunks. Oh, my. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. So he actually had a, he had a match with uh, Colt Cabana where everybody was chanting, bam, bam. No, boom, boom with Colt boom, Cabana. Yeah. Boom, and then, boom. Boom. Yeah, boom. and then for for Dan Shokodino, they were all chanting "bim bam bam bam" or "bim bim" with right. him because while he humps the air, so it's like "bam bam" versus "boom boom," and that went on for like a good three minutes of them just like <laughs> <laughs> crowd chant battling, you oh. know. But I highly recommend that DDT Tokyo Joshi Pro. That's the this is the door. You know, you talk about the forbidden door. This is. Yeah, this is the other big door right and here. And the fact that AEW, and I don't want to give them all the credit in the world, but the fact that they are kind of handing the keys over, and maybe not even handing keys over, loosening the locks and letting everybody else open those doors, Let, uh, mm -hmm. letting all the other promotions kind of walk through these doors, letting the fans who are maybe not as exposed to Eastern wrestling as they are American wrestling. Um, it's it's absurd in a good in a good way. It's wow, it took this long oh, to really I, get a gigantic war going on like this. Chris, Absolutely. Ivan, Chris, I've got two big people that are going to be coming over. I'm going to share that in the pro wrestling news section on the show. They come on the show. 
Oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're right outside. <laughs> I gotta get better at. <laughs> but there's but yeah. there's there's two people, and I'm gonna talk about that. And that's gonna be. It's not just going to open the door. It's gonna well, every eye in the media is gonna be on. And AW. also, we're gonna we're opening the doors as well as mm-hmm. we are also um, we're we're on the works. But it's in. I would say I'm not gonna name the name who, but it's in seventy five percent there. We will be having a guest. That is from New Japan. So stay tuned Ooh. on that. So I'm working on that. And I'm not going to name yet, but it's almost in fruition. He is from New Japan. But we yes. got to study up on that, Jap. Do it, Chris, Ivan, how much studying do I have to do for that? Nah, we'll, okay, well, okay, okay. We'll right. talk about that out there. Is, he, uh, <laughs> is Vera is going to be a translation? No, 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 no. He's American, but he's, he's a, he's a Japanese <gasps> from New Japan. So I'm working on that. Okay. So. Okay, so... Yes, we got Will Osprey coming in. I wish not. Will Osprey doesn't speak English. He, he speaks, speaks British. He speaks. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks Cogni. It's like we need a translator for Will Osprey. Oh, mate, you got the best. Oh, mate, you got. Is it, is it Tom Tom pudding, mate. No, no, no. It's got to be Thomas. Thomas is really no. gonna get on like it, dude. No. I will be pretty surprised. Thomas doesn't. Thomas speaks. Uh, no, he's not. Thomas he's speaks always. asshole. He's, yeah. he's, he's New Japan strong style. Here I would place. be very surprised if Jofo doesn't get Tama in like no. quickly. No. All right. So, but that, but yes, uh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. That we have, I would say, more Matt has been bringing it up for quite some time in the archives. He's been saying that about Maki Ito. He'd been telling people about Maki Ito, and she did make an impressive towards the states. And then we were all happy that all these Joshi Pro wrestlers got to give, you know, got the reckons, you know, be recognized now in the United States and a lot more towards the fans. And the beauty about it that I don't know if you guys caught this, but Excaliburs, and I agree with uh, Stephen Bryan from SoCalInsurance.com. Shout out to you, sir. Uh, we did uh, we did have an agreement. Yes, Excalibur was in his dream came true, announcing Joshi Pro Wrestling, and he did yeah. a phenomenal job from the beginning to the end. He knew more than me, actually. He, yes, yeah. He did. I'll speak on this. I've I I, I don't want to say I've known Excalibur for a long time because I haven't, but I've I mean he's been in my life as a training partner and at one point as a friend. Um, he's obsessed, absolutely with Strong Style. Like him, Super Dragon, like that is almost all that they watch. Obviously, Excalibur watches more than that. Um, he's very well rounded in his uh, intellectualism of the game. But to hear that he knows more than Matt, no offense, is not surprising as far as his session goes. Um, So, yeah, I mean, look at his character itself. It's basically just a throwback to Great Sasuke. Like, it's that style, that strong style, you know. So um, he's doing, and I can't believe this, in a great way, that he's doing exactly what he's always wanted to do. Exactly. Besides wrestling. Besides, if he couldn't wrestle in these promotions, he's doing the second best thing he could ever do. I absolutely agree. Yeah, and, gotta, and he, he did a great job. I loved it all from top to bottom. And he 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 broke that match. Each match and each you know professional you know women wrestler their detailed background, their bio, where they come from. He, this motherfucker gave me the knowledge as much as I I, I love Matt's knowledge that he's given me and he's given to our viewers as well. And but I love the fact how he made an impressive job. I'm pretty sure he had to wake up at two or three in the morning. That's why he did it by himself. He had nobody to do easy. it with him. Easy. And he easy, easy, like Kevin Kelly does it as well, too. So kudos to Excalibur for doing what he's doing. I can't wait till Monday for the rest. Despite the looks, don't get it twisted. These girls hit really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According according to uh, 
Mm-hmm. These girls hit hard as fuck. You're gonna have you're gonna have a fat lip and a bruise. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I. But definitely, ladies and gentlemen, keep on. You know, keep an eye out for that. We will be covering the women's tournament, and Matt obviously will be covering more on the Joshi Pro Wrestling women's side of the tournament. So next Monday will be the, the other last two that are left on the American side, which is Tay Conley, Nyla Rose, and Britt Baker and I, Anna Jay. So I'm looking I mean, forward this to on America, this. A, I mean, if you're talking American female wrestling, as good as it gets right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, so this, I mean, just because we know how good the Japanese female wrestlers are, there are equals in America, too. So don't. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. I, know, I know you know that. I know yeah. you know that. You know, we're harping on. Once, um, once we get to Riho. Once we get to Riho and uh, and Serena Deeb. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. AEW Dynamite that will happen this past Wednesday. Of course, they did win in the ratings. You know, they won 741. I should know what was it, 741? Uh, 747. NXT 713. It wasn't bad. So it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. It's just that, you know, this past NXT wasn't the best. Or it, was, it, was a, it was a post-takeover um, show. Yeah, yeah definitely. But yes, let's start off with the beginning. We did Hell yeah, Adam, let's do it. Let's go Adam with Hardy. Hangman Page teaming up with Matt Hardy versus TH2. Big money Matt Hardy. The first time he's ever had a nickname that wasn't like um, uh, Brother Hardy. What was his? I forget. Uh, uh, Broken Man. Yeah, Broken, yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken Brilliance. Broken yeah. Brilliance. I mean, never... ah. Wonderful. Wonderful. He never really had another nickname besides Matt Hardy or Broken Matt Hardy. Now he's big money, which is... Really funny. It's not funny. Like it's not amazing or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, we have the right attributes for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he won. And then the aftermath of that, they won in that in that tag team match. Uh, I want to shout out to Clark Street. They actually brought it up to my attention. We did miss out the swipe of the the contract. I did, for, did not pay attention to that one. We I, I know. I need to go back. I need to go back last week and watch that. Yeah, I did. I did say on the review show. Um. Again, go back and watch it. I did say something like Adam Page was going to have some contractual fuckery back in Matt Hardy. I said yes. something like, "I said something like, oh, I was drunk. This contract is void in a court. Uh, I knew there was going to be some kind of. I didn't think maybe I didn't say a switcheroo or anything like that, but I knew there was going to be some kind of thing with the actual document going on. And exactly. If, if, if you did do right that there. and we didn't see it, I need to go back. I need to watch it because it was it was beautifully subtle yeah because you know what definitely we were more focused on like whatever hardy was saying we were not focused on adam like i didn't see that switch until they showed the replay yeah, little um slide of hand there going yeah on. he just threw the he just threw the other contract away and took out his own awesome work i love that he pulled it off and now he pretty much had a mat signing okay a revolution you're gonna fight me and for 100 percent of the, your, <laughs> the first quarter profits <laughs> Or all of my merchandising. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this has to be a rib at Vince McMahon. This has to be where the Brody Lee character left off. Matt Hardy and are taking over with the whole Twitch contracts, the fucking them out of the contract. This has to be part two of that storyline because I don't think AEW was done giving it to Vince. Yeah. Um, and it's it's funny if you know, um, but it's just as funny if you don't know the joke. Um, <laughs> You don't know the joke; it's still funny. But if you do, once you joke, find out, you're like, oh. "Yeah, it's really, <laughs> really funny." <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, that was a, an impressive. Now we're gonna see that on in Revolution coming up. Uh, so I mean, you already broke it down, CK one. So 
but and then also and then the run-ins at the end where uh Ah, uh, Dark Order. Isaiah Cassidy was in the mascot, the Jaguars, which Tony Khan owns. So they have a built-in sports team right there in the building at Daly's Place, which is Jaguar Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to see the uh, um, the private party thing end with Matt Hardy. I thought there was still going to be something lingering there. They yes. didn't. They didn't really mention them recently. They had him over on Impact, uh, but they're still connected to Matt Hardy. And this run-in was awesome because then you got the Dark Order coming in to save Adam Page, which reopens <laughs> that evil page that I want to see. Um, they don't really know where to put them, but if they put them, as long as they put them somewhere, I'll be pretty excited. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I'm and looking. We're gonna forward. have you know private party probably with Matt Hardy versus uh, the Dark Order and Adam Page at some point. Um, I know that the Revolution match is a one-on-one thing, correct? That's contract. Yes. For, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I think after that, if that's not resolved, they're definitely going to do like a three versus three of some kind. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, it's going to be probably Reynolds and Silver and, and Page versus Private mm-hmm. Party, you know, Private Party and Matt Hardy. So that could yep. be, you know, possible. Could possibly That'd be a good happen. match. That'd Private good Party match. and Matt Hardy pull up to the after party with the Bacardi. <laughs> Here we go. Walk with <laughs> Elias, Matthew Steamboat, ladies and gentlemen. That's how, that's that was so good. Did that, that, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, up. Did you just smoke some it? of that Bob Marley? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna write for that. that. Hey, you know, that. I you know, if I've, I've got a horse and my name is Charlie. Oh uh, right. Hey, I got hey, a, I got a bike. Work. I got a bike and her name is Harley. Oh, you know no. you know, um it's not funny because I'm not Chris Farley. Oh, oh. rest in peace, Chris Farley. Rest in peace. Um, but I am drinking yeah, some Barley's. Yeah. You know, barley, some beer, you know. Nice. Yeah, barley. Yeah. Yeah, barley. All right. But, yeah, that, that's about it for that one. That's my thoughts on it. It was very um, – didn't shut any doors. It opened It opened a few more doors that I, I wanted to see opened. So that's yeah. super awesome. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen later on. I mean, they're just still building up, you know, for Revolution. They're still, like, two weeks away. So, I mean, it's still – Yeah. We got a lot more, to, you know. The go-home shows next week. Yeah. So I can't wait to see I that cannot. final episode. Um, I can't wait to see it either. I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. But yeah, <laughs> Mr. Steamboat, now, I mean, give us your thought about this one, the opening match. How did you like it? You know, you know, Matt Hardy, you know, turning heel and them being like the new bad guys. I thought that was kind of, you know, that was a, a nice change of pace. I think it now firmly establishes Dark Order are going to stay baby faces for the time being. Yeah. And now it's it's kind of like a change of pace. Like you think Supernatural is usually the villain and court. And now this time Matt Hardy and the and the young party guys you know, private party are now like corporate villains in a way now. Yes. I think that's kind of interesting now because there's less of them. Like the Dark Order has overwhelming numbers, but yet they're kind of the underdog good guys at the same time. So who knows? Matt Hardy could face a swell in numbers just to kind of even it out. Maybe at least two more guys in his ranks. Right. We could see certain people returning or joining their faction soon. Maybe so. I mean, and also that we did not mention that negative one was there too. He ran in there too. Like yeah, he's he was still kicking, man. Head of the Calvary. Go get him. Go get him. Go get those still, motherfuckers. And still he running things. I love. I love. I love it. I'm glad yeah. school's out for sort of for now. You know, like who would have known where this angle would have gone if it were still like active in person school? Um, you know, they could that kid's, go, li- that kid's living the dream right now. I oh, know yeah, where they could go. Big time. 
Ivan, I know where they could go with this to really make it work, you know, just really go deep with people, okay. is if they make him into, like, a King Joffrey character, like in Game of Thrones. It's just a very oh. just spoiled brat. Like, he's, he's starting to sell it, but, like, the worse he gets, like, worse in, in type of evil, you know? Just just really nasty brat, you know, that just destroys people. I like that idea. Yeah. I really, I really we haven't really ever seen that. Mm -hmm. We've seen, I, like... We've seen like the little kid good guy. We've seen like Nicholas as a tag champion. We've mm -hmm. seen, you know, rest his soul, Connor the Crusher. Um, but we've never really seen, and I'm only going to say this politely, a little shithead. And that would be mm -hmm. amazing. I would love that. He, he is kind of that. I mean, he was talking mad smack on Marco Stunt. Oh, um, mad smack, smack on Luther, too. Like, yeah, and Luther. <laughs> I mean, bald, bald weirdo or whatever he calls him. I mean, <laughs> look at the character building we were able to do out of grief. Because, like, like, like um, Vicky Guerrero coming out of Eddie's loss, you know, they were able to turn it, her into such a powerful character out of that. Yeah. With the, Excuse me? Iconic. She's yeah. a heat magnet. Like, as soon as you know she's anywhere near the mic, you're just like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. And that came out of like, you know, a situation of grief with the loss of Eddie. And this could kind of, we could see the same effect with this, you know, just, just a great heel coming out of that situation with Brody. That's a great you know, observation right there. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love, I mean, no, as long as, as long as realistically a nine-year-old kid or 10-year-old now, I think can be doing that character, um, you know, I would love to see it develop into something like exactly that. You know what, Chris, especially with our society nowadays, kids have more flexibility than they did back then. So just that could be like a whenever, whenever a storyline kind of reflects what goes on in the real world, that's when it really starts to work well. Like, like even with Maki Ito, like women have more power nowadays. Women of more varieties have more power nowadays. Kids have more power nowadays. It's not just adult men. That's why we have such, we could get such a variety of powerful characters, both villain and hero. Definitely. You know, reflecting definitely. the real world. All right. And then let's go ahead and move on now with the, with the women's side, let's go see. Oh yeah, Rigo, her return back. She's to the back. State. It has been Make almost it. a year, bro. Yes, the first ever AEW champion, yes. women's champion, obviously, but it, yes. gender doesn't matter. Just she, she was a champion. I mean, Definitely. we got Finn Balor's double stomp on the other channel, and we got Riho's double stomp on this channel. I'm clapping the fact that that was a, a an incredible, phenomenal match. I always say that the women, by for the last. Probably, what, four years they've been stealing the show. This was a great match. I'm glad to see. And remind everybody, ladies and gentlemen, Serena Deeb is not just nobody. This woman mm -hmm. is an NWA Women's Champion. Yep. But a, a hellacious match with Riho. I love the back and forth. I know Jimmy is going to fucking shit on this on his, pod, on his podcast. Corny is going to shit on this. You know he is. Guarantee mm -hmm. you watch. I guarantee you Corny is going to shit on it. But, you know, but I loved it. I enjoyed Serena it. is a world-class athlete. Ooh, and she's made that. That was a... You've almost seen her since the Straight Edge Society become that under, yes. under lights and camera. Yes. This woman deserves to be where she's at right now, and I'm hoping that she gets more in the near future, and hopefully, you know, we can see her maybe having, being a double champ, carrying the AEW and the NWA. That'll be something. You never know. It's never her. Say never. Rin Katakura's counterpart over in the US and and you know they're 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 mirrors of each other because the champions within this competition right. women who already have belts coming into it right you know proven you know and and 
You know what? I, I Before this today, earlier, I was watching Masahiro Chono versus Great Muda, and I noticed the similarities in both matches. The, the, the near falls towards the end and all the roll-ups. Yeah. That, it was the same thing I was seeing with Chono and, and Muda, you know? Just Amazing. pulling that same magic out. You're like, you don't know when it's going to end. You know, all those bridges. So, what? yeah, go ahead, man. Break it down. So, what do you yeah, think about the match? I'll, and I'll, what are your thoughts that Riho make, advances? And now she is facing Thunder Rosa. I think this is probably one of my favorite Riho matches. I like this way more than the Nyla Rose ones. Because just all those bridges. Those I've never seen bridges. Or I've seen bridges a few times like that, but just because of like the way their bodies are, it's mm -hmm. a very different kind of like like Riho's small body keeping up Serena De all of Serena Deeb's weight, you know, just had me like on the edge of my toes, on the edge of my seat. You know, I was like, no, how is she how is she holding up all of that? How is that little body holding up all of that weight? You know, and you know, and she still <laughs> kicks out. And, over and she doesn't miss leg day, that's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> you may not, you may not, you may not see it, but core strength. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Doesn't mix, miss leg day, ab day, shoulder day, all, you know, triceps. That's all of that, like, all in motion. The, all of the above. CK1, the spirit. The floor is yours on that match. Take it away. Yeah. Um, just to showcase of the best of the best. Um that's pretty much all I have to say about it. It's a former champ and multiple champ versus the current champ of NWA. Um, and it just doesn't, I mean, I'd like that. I've said this before, AEW needs to build the women's division a little bit more, but they're influxing so many people and they're bringing Rio back, the first champion inaugural. That's correct, right? It was definitely Rio. I, I yes. don't know how much. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Huge. I hope she's back. I hope she goes, you know, with the pandemic, it's really hard to go from east to west. Um, but I hope it's a more consistent thing on American television because um, she's just an asset to the company and to that roster. Yeah. Build that freaking roster, man. Just build it. We got 20 women coming in from Japan. We got half the bracket from America and other countries. Thunder Rosa's from Mexico. It is just an international all-star roster of female wrestlers. So take Conti Tyler from Rose Brazil. From Canada, I know that for a fact. So just keep it coming. Keep it coming. We the NXT up. female roster is fantastic. This has all of the... Um, talent to do that as well and Little impact too and don't forget impact, impact yeah no i'm not thinking the, they're still doing the knockout chance right is that they still call the female champion yes yeah yeah and they got a, they've got a tag team title and AEW still doesn't have one yet they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll be on the work soon but yeah, yeah i say crawl before you can run i'd say get the singles division you know maximum capacity before you start trying to double them up um i don't think that's a mistake wwe's main roster did was they tried to build a women's tag team division and it kind of just took away from the singles division, and then they tried to balance the two, and it actually killed the tag team division, which is why there's only like three tag teams in the main roster. Um, so yeah. you know, it's just it's balancing, it's building and balancing. That's all it is. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so let's go ahead and now move on with. I mean, this this match is not much to talk about, to be honest. It was just a squash match. I mean, you know, Orange Cassidy Luther was just a squash. Nothing really there at this moment. I know they're waiting for uh, Miro and for Kip Saban. They're going to go back to that feud eventually. Uh, but this one, I'm there's really not, nothing much to talk about. I don't know if you guys would have anything to input, but I, for me, there's really nothing to say. Uh, the Miro Kip Saban angle, the Orange Cassidy thing. The Orange Cassidy match itself, it was just only just added. It wasn't. Yeah, really it's good. just, it's good. It's fine. Yeah, People love Orange fine. Cassidy. It's over. It's definitely mid card for now. Um, the Miro Kip Sabian wedding thing that is straight out of Vince's mouth. That's not a great. <laughs> <example>. <laughs> it's 
It's not. Um, it didn't have a payoff I liked. Chuck Taylor being a young boy butler is what it is. It's. It, it definitely kind of feels exactly where the Bobby Lashley Lana wedding angle left off at. And yes, he went from one bad wedding angle right into another bad wedding angle. He was supposed to come in and destroy and dominate, and he may be doing that. But what did I call him before? The Dave and Buster's heel, Dave and Buster villain. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not saying uh, I'm not necessarily break, say break up the trio of Penelope and Kip and Miro, but uh, Miro's got his own. How he said Miro, Miro needs to do Yeah, Miro needs to do something to establish dominance on his own and not be uh, the enforcer for a. Very entertaining and annoying, annoyingly entertaining couple. I love the, the Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford as a real life couple are a great fake couple. Um, you know what I'm saying? As far as characters, oh, go. they're real couples. No, 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 I know what I'm saying is as their, their character couple is not who they are as real people, but oh, okay, but yeah, Miro needs to not maybe break off, but definitely separate in a way and kind right. of maybe go after like someone of equal skill set. Jack Jake Hager would be great. Uh, Brian Cage when that angle's over, someone that he can definitely look impressive against without having to job them out like Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy versus Miro, it's a terrible matchup because there's no way in hell unless there's a fluke win, Orange Cassidy takes that. Well, yeah. let's let, let's talk about that now. Now let's, let, let's just disregard this match. This actually, speaking of Brian Cage, let's jump into that. Let's do this, it. This is what my face looked like. I was like... The stiffest fucking powerbomb I have seen in a while. Is that what you were about to say? Yes. I mean, oh that segment... God. I, this was me, like, oh, I thought bro, he broke him in the, I thought you ever, what is it? Um, in uh, in Terminator, when the T1000 gets frozen with the nick liquid nitrogen and Dude. um, Austin La Vista baby, and he shoots the T1000 and he shatters on the floor. Yes. I thought Sting was about to erupt into pieces. <laughs> I was like, oh, he broke a bitch. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I don't, I mean, Sting's a tough guy, but he's. 62 I mean, years old with spinotosis took that power bomb. And he like, took like if, if Sting he took it like a chip. And it wasn't even a jackknife where he lets him go at the top. He no, he slams the shit out of him down. Yeah. And he twittered, I power bomb Sting. But you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> go with George McKay on this because you know what? You know, we did talk about it last week about it. He did mention, you know, about Brian Cage being the one dethroning Omega. This is, a, a, you know, he's on the money because right now you're pretty much putting uh, not no pun intended towards Brian Cage. And I do apologize, but you, you don't have much years in professional wrestling, you, you know. But I mean, I've watched him this, Lucha, I the Lucha Underground. I, no, 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 no. I'm not disregarding his credentials. I'm not going that right. way. My you, thing, you, my, you my in the public eye, like in yeah, the, in, the, in, the, in the mainstream. Exactly. That's okay. where I, that, that's yeah. my point. He's definitely somebody that the fan like. Um, the hardcore fans knew when he showed up, like, oh shit, this is this is awesome. We know Brian Cage. I definitely knew him from um, Lucha Underground, who had a very similar, um, you know, dominating career there. But yeah, for the casual or the new to AEW, yeah, um, like Mike <laughs> may may not have known who the machine was, and that's totally fair. I was uh, I knew about him just from Impact mainly because of his his feud with Sammy Callahan. Just because I was kind of following that and I was curious to what they were up to uh, is when I saw it. His credentials go way back from like how Chris said Lucha mm -hmm. Underground, Triple A, 
Triple A as well, mm-hmm. and also I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I seen mean, him. He's been around for I sure. I met him a couple. T- I met him personally a couple of times already at bar wrestling. I think with Sting, I think I know where they're going with Sting because it's going to be similar to like Brock Lesnar and Hulk Hogan. Because like when I was when I was still like a full on Mark, I was like, my God, Brock Lesnar really injured and just made Hulk Hogan bleed internally. My God, but I was like, oh yeah, it was a work, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I was yeah, I was, it was at work. I was I was eleven. I wasn't I wasn't a smart mark. But <laughs> that's actually oh. called smart, by the way. That's a word. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but I, I liked when Brian Pillman explained it like back in the day. What's a mark with a high IQ? <laughs> I love that, dude. Brian Pillman was the shit. Um, yeah, that pro. I I, I used yeah, to listen to that promo on repeat. Pop off, man. If they can get Junior in the Gun Club as a as a dominant television personality, that would be the shit. But okay, also, but yeah, but, but let me get on my apologies. Sorry, Brian Cage. Yeah, go for it. Exposed to the masses. You are but correct. Yeah. Continue. But yes, um, just what I wanted to say about Brian Cage about that, and I did enjoy that. I was really like more shocked about Sting. I was just like, oh, son of a bitch. Looks like he is going to wrestle on Revolution. Uh, we all, everybody thought, and I think all of us thought, I mean, hate to you know jump to conclusions, but it was going to be like a cinematic match, you know, something that it would be a less, you know, Things to do for Sting, but it looks like I'm hoping we see an in-ring match since this already proves already if he took that power bomb, he's a okay. Making might as well make it a tag match oh, inside the ring. Two, it's only been a day. Well, when, when, what is filming for Dynamite? Actually, I actually don't think I've ever known that. When did they film the with the air at Wednesday? Did they film it the day of the morning no, of? No, it's that's live. It's live. It is live. Okay, it so it's live. only been 24 hours. So. Has anybody checked on him? Is he okay? He's doing okay. He's, All right, cool. He's absolutely awesome, fine. Awesome, man. Good for good for Mr. Steve Borden. Yeah. So I mean, good for Brian Cage on this. So Makai, if you're watching this, which you are, you're on the money, brother. So, Sting's yes. wearing back cushions in so, his coat. Brian, <laughs> totally fine. Totally Brian cool. Cage. I'm cool with that. I love that it, idea. With this push, I love it. I think Brian Cage. I'm gonna have to, you know, jump on. Jump on that bandwagon about Cage. I mean, I'm gonna get me wrong. I am a fan of Cage, and I met him. He's a great performer. I'm glad that they're actually throwing him to Sting, and this is great. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to see what the future now holds after this feud is over, and we'll see how the outcome of the feud is. Revolution. A revolution. Yeah, yeah. that, like, that George, street George, fight. George freaking nailed it when he said that they are surrounding Cage with veterans to get him up to main event level, getting him comfortable on the mic. We know he's fantastic in the ring. Um, I'm sure he's going to have some in-ring work with Sting, and based on that, Sting is going to basically approve of him being ready for that main event status in the ring, and then Taz is going to be the guy who gives him the green light on the mic. Definitely Um, agree with that. Yeah. uh, McKay nailed it. Uh, There's nothing I can disagree with. Uh, A top champion heel or face versus Omega, I mean, either way that goes, it's going to be – I mean, fantastic. It's going to be just some the next guy to carry the company. After Omega leaves or goes to Japan or um, does something else that's not in AEW, Cage is going to be a company man for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I, I'm glad he made the right decision of going to AEW instead of WWE. I'm glad he, he oh, did do that. Can you just imagine just E3, EC4? <laughs> that's all they would do to him. They yeah. Would just, they would just make him the EC3 part two and just mm-hmm. fail the <laughs> <laughs> EC4. EC4, my God. Control yeah. your, your narrative. Because automatically Vince will see. Well, you know, Vince will be like, God damn, pal. He's like, great. I love him. But I will lose the retribution in, on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, 
character. <laughs> oh, hold on, man. Was... <laughs> you, you, we both know that they would kill Brian Cage within a, within but he's right, a, within the blink of a Mustafa Ali. He's right, though. Like, he's right that they God, would do I have to, Chris, do I have to put the hometown buffet thing? No, please leave this up. I, this is a much more uh, attractive background for now. <laughs> oh, but yes. CK1, keep on breaking it down with uh, with Brian Cage, man. Let the- yeah, no, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. I don't think it's um, I don't think that the timeline is going to it's it's going to be a longer timeline than we may think because the Kenny Omega Moxley thing still is going to last a while. And yeah. we'll get onto that. Yeah. Um, whether or not that ends at Revolution, it probably will because we know who's waiting for Moxley after that is going to be Kenta. Um, but where's Omega going to go after that? He's gonna, you know, if he if he wins, he's gonna keep the title and he's gonna have to defend it. And after Cage beats Sting, I think people are going to respect him as a heel, which kind of turns him face, sort of like the Lance Archer situation, who is an anti-hero. Um, but yeah, I think as soon as Revolution settled, we're kind of figure out the trajectory of Omega, Moxley, Kenta. I mean, even Archer you could throw in there. Um, but then Cage, Cage fits right in there. Yeah. Cage fits. He's already lost to Moxley. But there's MMA math involved. Just because you lost your title to Moxley or a title match to Moxley doesn't mean you can't beat Omega. And that would be a great – I want it to be a clean, no-stipulation match. I want it one-on-one wrestling with no fuckery afoot. That would be the match. All right. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, now he's coming – finished with his class. Yes. He's now he's, he's done. Smarter. He's now smarter than us. Ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and introduce this individual. He is a multi-time recording artist, a graduate from Cal State Dominguez Hills. He is a 2018 Los Angeles karaoke champion. He lives 1,977,000 1, miles from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. He is the master disaster, the king of sting, the man with the plan, Money Mike Lopez. I'm smarter than you, and you know it. <laughs> oh, check it out. Killing it. Oh, oh shit. I, I hate you that you got that before I did. For all the colors. Com. Yeah. All right. Well, yes. Uh, colors. Mr. Money Mike, we were talking about Sting segment. So that's what we're, you know, like we, you know, we're discussing about Sting. what happened. Sting. Nothing, nothing notable <laughs> happened in that segment with Brian Cage. Nothing. But yeah. Done. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, here here we go. I mean, my goodness. Um, he took a bump, and not just a bump. He took a power bump. Um, it looked... I mean, I guess he sold it pretty well. You had that camera up above. Uh, that made it look kind of a little awkward to me. Um, but other than, other than that, I mean, I'm glad. Honestly, I'm glad that he got some kind of uh, physicality in. Um and oh. not just, you know, running away or, or you know, for teams has to be running away or, or anything like that. It, it just is actually going to happen. He's going to be in the ring. He's going to get physical with Team Taz. Um, they're going to be in the streets. They're, they're fighting in the streets. They're fighting in the streets, right. of, Jackson, of Jacksonville, Florida. That's right. <laughs> I'm all for it. All right, MGC, break it down for me, brother. I'm kind of hoping one of like three or four things. Sting probably has like maybe some sort of steel in his spine. He had, he was wearing a cushion under that jacket, 
or many many um, a variety of other things maybe that there's something special about that ring because i remember what one of the things that went wrong with davy boy smith was that there was a trap door handle that he got that he actually took a took a bump on you know because that was a trap door handle for certain wrestlers to come through but it could this could be like the opposite of that this could be something special going on with that ring that sting might have taken a bump on so you know, we still have that street fight to look forward to and just see how Sting could work his magic. Who knows? Sting could could have completely recovered by now and he just really wants to prove that he could he still got it. Just one? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in a in addition to that, Sting's Sting somebody around the same age, like like keep this in mind for people who are the, who like, like, you know, Sting, like, different body conditions, different people are different things at different ages. But keep in mind, one of Sting's biggest longtime rivals that he's wrestled a gajillion times in Japan just won the Pro Wrestling Noah Championship. And I'll get on, we'll give you more details on that later. But the great Muda, he is not only still wrestling, but he is the current champion of Pro Wrestling Noah. And there's no pro the great muda and sting you know those guys Dang. are the same size the same height around the same weight maybe Muda's a little bit heavier nowadays but you know <clears throat> that's that's uh that's just the similarities like muda's still working hardcore matches over in japan and taking bumps and he's you know doing astoundingly maybe there's a certain way to do it so you don't get injured some people some older people have a way not to get hurt like chris jericho has a certain way he works where he hasn't had any major, major, major injuries. So we'll so have to wait to see. We'll find out this revolution. We'll find out now in between that segment. Now it's time for the troll. We got to troll somebody on this, but okay, go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, uh, yeah. Before you, we... you know, you, you talk, I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll, you... While you're talking, I'm going to do something. Sure. So go ahead. Uh, so before we move on, I, I know you guys already talked about the women's tournament, and I just want to say one thing. Matt is, I give all the credit. He was right. Mackie Ito is where it's at. The, <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I got it right here. I, I don't know where yes. I'm Right there. Right there or there or wherever I'm at. Yeah. I'm um, backwards <laughs> for some reason. I'm right. It shows left. It's all. I'm actually on top. Is. Yes, my goodness. She is so entertaining. I can only imagine with a full crowd, uh, you know, in AEW what she could do. You know what I'm saying? I, I see a lot of potential there. And, yeah, uh, Matt, an eye for talent. For sure. and, and that is what, exactly what Matt said. So, Matt, tell us what you told them. Or tell them so what you told us. Right? I, one, of the, one of the things, I think it's okay for Maki to lose right now because I think what Ma they should do with Maki right now is have her make promo videos kind of similar in the vein of Randy Orton where it's just like, oh yeah, I'm recovering this much. Or she could make videos to send to being the elite for them to edit in. Like she could record videos in Japan and, you know, cut promos on Thunder Rosa or cut promos on Britt Baker and then build that up for several months. And then bam, Maki Ito does a run in and, sh and she makes that crowd pop. The second, the, the second everybody's vaccinated and back at wrestling shows, you know, and this is also big no news you guys are going to hear. I think I shared it with you guys. I'm actually getting vaccinated tomorrow afternoon. So this is everything's oh, a lot. 
everything's happening a lot sooner than you'd think. So yeah. right now, you know, Maki Ito could build that angle with whoever her rival is in AEW, and bam, she'll come back to that full crowd, and then everybody's going to be singing along. Remember, you know, Ura Tora So, hey! Like, that's, sing along. that's what I want everybody to know. Like, I've been posting that on all the videos. It's a Japanese rock song by the Bees that Maki Ito sings after her promos, and there's a cue right after she sings Ura Tora So, and then everybody has to, to yell, hey! right after so that's yes. it but definitely uh now i wanted to get into this segment because in that segment it was obviously kenny omega going to school <laughs> 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 i'm sorry jr we had to troll you man how would the fuck could you mess up calling kenny omega the wwe champion and now you've been trolled for the last 48 hours it's fine. Jim Ross can do no wrong. It's, it's okay. I mean, you know, I'm not hating on Jim Ross, but he just called him the WWE champion. Even McIntyre had a tech. I know McIntyre was the first to respond to it. He was just like, what? I'm not impressed. Him tweeting, like, it's all over social media, ladies and gentlemen. JR accidentally called Kenny Omega the WWE champion. That's not a spoiler. That's a prediction. That's not even a spoiler. It's a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, man. Kenny and Kenny and Drew would be a barn burner. I mean, mm -hmm. even that's JR's you know vernacular right there. But yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not clowning on JR. I mean, but no, some people, of course, man, some people were his whole life in that company. He's yeah. only been in AEW for a year and a half. Yeah, now it was bound to happen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like it's not like screaming out your mistress's name with your wife or something like that. <laughs> you know. I, yeah, I don't know what you're into, Matt. So maybe you know this is going live eventually. So <laughs> you know, especially like when you're playing golf is what I meant, of course. And yeah, that's it. Four or five. I don't know, I don't know golf in terms. Circle <laughs> uh, debate, ladies this is, and gentlemen. That's what it is. But <laughs> let's move on with that because that was just a quick troll. I wanted to troll Jr. Now, <laughs> uh, we did see the Young Bucks, Santana Ortiz, great match. I'm not gonna say it was five beers like fucking Uncle, what's his face and his seltzer water and his super sidekick, whatever. Start with an A. I can't say it, like, asshole. Uh, because I heard him talking about, oh my god, it was so great. No, it wasn't. It was okay. It wasn't the best. I'm sorry, like if whoever are AEW fans, I apologize. I I am too. I love wrestling. Period. But it wasn't the best. Fucking five beers. Oh yeah. See, Mike with his AEW shirt. But it was a great overall match. We did see the aftermath, the inner circle coming in and the, and attacking, um, you know, the young bucks. And then we did see backstage Kenny Omega. And and the and the good brothers looking on like oh, what, what should we do? Just and of looking course on. the invisible of course me the, the invisible hand yes of your your step your 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 long locked step brother or I don't know what but the, the super race of aviators he's your long lost uncle but Winnipeg yeah. Manitoba Canada <laughs> but yes <laughs> I said he pretty much telling the good brothers to go out right after they showed up like right after they were already gone they were already done done beating him up where is this. Going, how further can they go with this? And I get Kobe Weston's frustration about Bullet Club with this type of little situation going on. But I'm, I'm gonna go with you, CK1. CK1, what the hell's going on with this? Um, storyline? Um, where, where are they going with this? Shit? Kofi's not wrong that it's a little convoluted because you have so many members across so many brands vying for membership or relevance. 
Um, but right now the focus is essentially the Good Brothers, the Young Bucks. Are they in the Bullet Club with Kenny and Callis? Is Callis in the Bullet Club? Is the Bullet Club even really a thing? Is this the Bullet Club without Tamatanga? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just so many weird shifts going on where, like, has Kenny even worn a Bullet Club shirt? Is it just the Bucks? Oh, he has. Yeah, has, On right? Impact. Okay. On Impact. So, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's just weird. It's we. I don't know what the end game is. I think one thing that's for sure is we're going to have Good Brothers versus Young Bucks in a title. Maybe not for the belts, but champion versus champion match, non-title, but establish who the best tag team is with, amongst the two divisions. Right. That's the only thing that I think is clear. Um, besides that, maybe the winner of that gets to stay in Bullet Club and the loser goes home. That might help resolve what the hell's going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. But that's pretty much all I got. That's my only uh, thing. I mean, unless someone comes in from Bullet Club to challenge Kenny for leadership, they're not building that storyline. They're just yeah. doing the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers, which I'm cool with, but I don't want to see – I don't like when bands break up. So, you know, it's – yeah, which we'll, we're just gonna have to wait and see on this one because I don't I don't know what the end game is. I don't know if we're gonna have a big old NWO reunion or a Wolfpack uh, split. Um, yeah, it's just exactly my thoughts, man. I ain't got nothing else. Sorry right. about it. All right, Money Mike, what do you feel about this one? They're not in Bullet Club. I really don't think that they are part of it. Uh, Who I is do... they? Like any, everybody involved? Uh, yeah, everybody it, not in New Japan. I feel like they're okay. n- they're not officially in it. Uh, they were part of it officially at one point, uh, but I don't think that they are. They're they're just as much in Bullet Club as Finn Balor or AJ Styles at this point, in my opinion. So, um, you know, different company, and 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 I think Tamatonga is the the actual leader right now, isn't he? Of Bullet Club. Or, technically, is Jay White. White. Jay yeah, White is technically the the leader. But then, you, where do you know, the, the, who, who would you say is number one founding member? Who's Tomatonga's one? one of them? Finn Balor's one of them? Yeah. Uh, so, but the, the leader's always the heel who has the championship. And Jay right. White. But, you know, Kenny took out AJ for title or for the, for the leadership. AJ was like, there before Finn was with Finn. It's just. Because Jay White. Jay White. Beat, official? And, and Jay White defeated Kenny in Japan. And Jay White, like, hates Kenny's guts. Kayfabe. Hates, you know. Hates Kenny's guts and and you know he's he's the like I beat you when I was a rookie and I could beat you now that I'm at my best. And you know, yeah, I like that. My <laughs> my Jay White impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, I, I really don't think that that's the focus of the storyline. Sure, he came out on Impact wearing a, a Bullet Cup shirt, but the focus is Good Brothers versus Young Bucks. That's what's being teased. That's what's being. I feel like that's the direction that they're gonna go on. And honestly, I feel like they should have kind of taken advantage of the pay-per-view of Revolution to make that happen. I feel like that should have been announced already or a challenge should have been made. Um, One more week. Yeah. So the time's kind of running out on that. Um, But who knows? Maybe it'll happen during this week. But yeah, I think that's the way that they're going. All right. Mr. Steamboat, Mr. Don Callis. Go ahead. Well, of course, the invisible hand has has greater plans for everybody. That's pretty good. That's really creeping me out. <laughs> it, really, <laughs> it really sounds like my like his voice now, doesn't it, Chris? Kind of sounded like Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! Well, of course, 
what one thing I'll point out is that the fact that Don Callis was delaying the Good Brothers and for them not to make any physical contact with the inner circle. Let's not forget who Don Callis's other best friend is in AEW. <clears throat> it's Chris Jericho. And we could probably it's 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 a faction that I've dreamt of. Remember, let's look back in the archives of top five dream factions, Ivan. My dream faction was the Omega Foundation with like Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and I was thinking Bret Hart, but I remember the other father figure Kenny has is of course the Invisible Hand, Don Callis, is what I'll say. <laughs> and, and and anything's possible, you know. He's a god amongst insects, you know. And but but the good as as. Like I said, I'm I'm gonna keep saying it week after week. I want to see Motor City Machine Guns versus FTR, and then or I want to see party or yeah, just more claim. Yeah, just there's more varieties with the with the division. I'm pretty sure they gotta get that match out of their system, yeah. but you know Kenny here, you know, and and Don. Like I'm pretty sure I'm there might be something with Jericho, Kenny, and Don since they're now all heels, you know. But so. yes. All right, so let's move on now with the main event of the evening of for AEW's Dynamite, which we did had the we did have uh, John Moxley, Lance Archer, and Ray Phoenix defeating uh, the family Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and Blade. Great match, by the way. This one I can say that Ray Phoenix always steals the fucking show. I yeah. love he is incredible. He is like my top guy. Um, I mean, we just have so many. It's just this is a, I'm, I'm saying why again. he's the triple A champion. No, you know? he's not. Can was he? that's why was, he was, was the king, yes, but definitely uh, uh, can be again. Yes, an incredible performance from all these six men. I love it as well. Uh, then after that, we did see the good brothers and Kenny coming out attacking Moxley, and then I guess uh, Tony Khan did say this past Tuesday on in, on Impact. Uh, the belated Valentine's Day gift for Kenny Omega is to face Moxley at Revolution uh, in a barbed wire explorer match. Exploding barbed wire death match. This holy, is holy New Japan. The holy <laughs> FMW. Yeah, FMW. Terry right Funk versus Atsushi oh, Onida. This is, this is Onida's world in ECW. Um, do you guys remember? Did you ever? This thing is in New Japan. It was Mick Foley versus Leatherface in the um, the outdoor arena, and they were climbing the basically the scoreboard and falling on the barbed wire. Does anybody remember that match besides me? No, it's that? violent. Do you guys even remember Leatherface? It literally was a guy with a chainsaw, not chainsaw Charlie, but no, I know who you're talking about. But yeah, I... it was so brutal. I remember they had to like wire cut barbed wire out of Mick Foley's like yeah. face, dude. Yeah. And then we also know the first hardcore match between um, Kenny Omega and Moxley. Moxley had gone on to say that that was, and he means, he, this, this is a shoot interview, the most pain he had ever been in was in that AEW match versus Moxley the first time around. Yeah. I'm terrified. I'm <laughs> not. I, I, I'm telling you this right now because. No, I'm excited, but I'm worried. <laughs> He's, they're breaking down you the feel barrier. compassion, Chris. You feel a lot. Oh, you're yeah. very... I, I, I'm going to be watching that match, like, basically, like. Like Renee. You're going to be like. Oh, God. Miss, poor Miss Moxley. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's not watching that at all. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be uh, at least one of Moxley's uh, pretty much, you know, with, you know, bucket list that he's able to check off. 
because this match, of course, this, is this always- might be the um, give Moxley a year off storyline. Well, I believe mm-hmm. you know what I was going to say that because you're absolutely right. That's why he's I got you. the baby on the mm-hmm. way. So I love yeah. you, great minds take alike. Because yes, the baby's on the way, and I'm not saying she, not anytime soon, but this is a time for him to be taking a break. I'm assuming that he might just more focus on New Japan. And also, I mean, remind you also, ladies and gentlemen, which one I know I'm inputting into it. But yes, he's competing tomorrow as well on, you know, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 5. So make sure you mm-hmm. watch that on IP. Against Davey Boy Smith Jr. That's going to be a great match to see. Uh, so stay tuned on that. Whew, cannot wait. But also, uh, what I input also, you can watch GSW, Global Syndicate Wrestling. Hell yeah. You can watch that tomorrow on Fight TV. That's going to be Our the greatest Our good friend, card. Brandon Ascari. That's right. And tonight, I want to say very quickly, I um, do apologize. Of course, I went off, topic, off subject, but I want to input it. Congratulations to Gio Galvani for winning the first ever GSW Next Gen Championship. We won it tonight. On uh, last night on YouTube, you can watch it on Global Syndicate Wrestling. You can watch that Battle Royale, and then there was the last two. He ended up winning, and that's his uh, first time winning a championship belt. Congratulations, Mr. Giovanni uh, Galvani. Galvano, c- congratulations, well deserved. And we cannot wait to see you uh, tomorrow on Global Syndicate Wrestling Inception. But yes, moving on. Yes, and then after that, so yeah, like I'm saying, this is. The first time we're seeing this in the states, we have well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Shh. Tell me, okay, I, 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 you guys, if you guys watch Wrestling Society X, they've done this kind of before, right? In that promotion, you guys remember that? Something like about explosions, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen. I mean, Wrestling Society X is basically just MTV ripping off every other promotion. Yeah, but did you see how? Time. Yeah, but you saw how like the you know with the whole explosion type of shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen. I mean, I've seen. Ex- explosions in japan or you know i've seen fire firecracker matches i've seen like a i think there was one match it was a giant plank like a big floorboard um mm. of wood that had firecrackers on it and if you landed on it it exploded like just brutal brutal stuff man yeah definitely um but yeah go ahead ck1 take it away what are your thoughts about this match the i mean main event, this, has and then after. It. this has to settle it i spoke earlier about where brian cage is going to fit into this title picture I think once Sting gives him the green light in their match that he's a main event worker, which is a, which is, I think that's a test right there. Is um, you know I said a minute ago, Mike, that Sting is going to test him in the ring. Taz is going to test him on the mic. He gets a thumbs up from both, and we got a main eventer. Um, after this exploding barbed wire death match between Moxley and Kenny Omega, that feud's got to be over no matter who wins. Um, right. At least for the next generation. Moxley is going to go on and deal with Kenta. Maybe he's going to go on and deal with, um, you know, the baby on the way. This could be his injury storyline. Um, God willing, he stays safe during this match. Uh, and then Kenny Omega goes on to feud with Cage, who, I mean, Cage could easily become a face just by how good he is at being a heel, very similar to the way Lance Archer is, who also is on a timeline to become a main eventer um, down the line. Cage was a face when he was facing Sammy Callahan. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um Cage has always kind of just been like a very um, anti-hero, you know, like I'm big, I'm mean, I'll mess you up, but you might like me for that reason. And I like that in a guy. It's uh, my kind of guy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I think Revolution is definitely going to be the uh, an explosive finale to a lot of these storylines. And that's how I think this storyline ends. And we're going to get new ones out of the out of the ashes of the wake. The, 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 the Ray Phoenix will rise out of this, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I think. I think Omega versus Cage makes all the sense in the world after this 
and um, Moxley and Kenta resolves that, and then Moxley takes a year off or something like that. He's been working his ass off for 10 years straight, man, so it's time to, to see what happens. All right. Money Mike, take it away. Yeah, it, I, in the same light that you see Brian Cage, I see Lance Archer, uh, which you mentioned also. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, I, I that feud would be the shit too. If they're really long-term booking, then him coming out and, and having that match or being part of that match with Moxley, uh, Kenta, and Omega, that kind of was maybe even a test to see if that matchup could uh, end up being happening. Uh, in the future, uh, more sooner than later. Uh, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I, Brian Cage is definitely um, one of those names that is going to be a future main eventer in AEW. Uh, no doubt about that. And yeah, also I think by, by the end of the year at the latest, for sure. Right. In my, but, in my, my prediction, my opinion. Yeah, and, and it's kind of – I'm curious to see what that means for Team Taz, right? Uh, by Luke Cage. I mean, sorry, Luke Cage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can watch, uh, you can watch in, uh, Netflix, Luke Cage. <laughs> uh, but Brian Cage, um, leaving Team Taz, he's going to walk away with the FTW title, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? But Hook and Starch could be a tag team. That would be pretty cool. Maybe bring Sean Spears in on it. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. You know, like there could be a, there could be somebody. I don't think Team Taz is going to end. Um, it could just have rotating members. Maybe maybe right. Cage stays in. Maybe Cage holds the title while remaining they in, in Team Shaq. Taz. And they, oh, the book. Yeah, they, bring Shaq. they bring in Shaq. They bring in Shaq. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna be Team Taz. Right. <laughs> has, has he been? Is it just me or has he been working on his free throws? Hmm, interesting. Oh my He's god. He's really gonna throw Cody through a giant basket. I don't want I, I we, we skipped that segment and let's keep it that way. <laughs> no problem. To be Father. honest, it was not worth even to talk about that segment because it was, yeah, no, we, we I don't even I, I, no completely, I forgot you know about it until you brought it up, brother. I don't I, we don't have a translator for Shackanese, so I don't I don't even un, I, I wouldn't know. understand it even if we watched it. Um, but you know, going back to the match of uh, the ex exploding uh, barbed wire death match, my my goodness, that just sounds like a main event right there. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see that match. I'm looking forward to it. I'm along with uh, Tony Schiavone in that I've never seen one. So you know, here we go. All right, he hasn't seen one live in person, but I'm pretty sure he's seen FMW. He, the he video has seen on YouTube. The video on YouTube. Uh, yeah, okay. MGC, break it down to our viewers and audience. I'm pretty sure most of them are familiar with this type of match. But before we, we bring that up, first also bring about the main event that you enjoyed it, and then the follow up question with that. It was a it was a, it was a pretty good main event. But you know it could be could be better. There wasn't as much of that excitement and heat because it's really hard to top last week. You know, because last week I actually watched that. You know, the Kenta Lance Archer and Kenny and and Moxley match on repeat. You know, um, that the this match. Of course, I love Ray Phoenix. Eddie, I guess he's more of like I like him better one on one with the emotions and the storyline. I'm I'm not he's as big so on good on the mic. God, yeah. I'm not as big Brian on... Brian Cage spent six months, or not even six months, six weeks at the Eddie Kingston School of how to shoot on the mic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Eddie, I think the only thing is like I don't like Eddie in team things as I mu as much as I love him in one on one because one on one he builds the rivalry, he builds the story. You feel his anger, or you feel his antagonism. You feel him; he's antagonizing you, or you antagonizing him, and so on and so forth. But when in, when he's in like a group, I don't feel that enough because it's it feels like you know you diluted the 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 in in fact i'd i'd kind of wish like eddie was like a lone wolf just having to fight against the whole world you know kind of wit kind of thing you know him being as like a gang leaders i i mean that's kind of cool but you know yeah actually I mean, they, they didn't know what to do i mean i, I don't want to say they didn't know what to do with them but the whole um kind of being the leader of Death Triangle for a little while and then that breaking up and then reuniting and then now he's over with the Butcher and the Blade. It's kind of like moving moving them around a little too much or at least swapping in the, I guess I call it the family around. Like, I don't know where the end result is going to be. If he's going to be the leader of the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny or like, is he going to, like, I'm, you know, it's like the placement's just weird. It's just mm. almost forced. Honestly, I'd like to see him to be with Moxie as a tag team. Be they have a history. That's the thing. That was a thing for a while, right? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was back at, yeah, Comments on Wrestling and uh, another independent promotions. But this, think about if they were to do that again, like one last run, okay, that will be hella dope because yeah. you got two of the greatest talkers in the mm -hmm. mics. And you got two of the greatest in-ring in performers in their own different style. Brawlers mixed up with, you know, any type of style professional wrestling. These two men could actually take over the tag team division of AEW if they want to or go to Impact. They could literally just bust up, bust balls. Like, I'm going to come in here and take that fucking title from you. Give me that. Can you imagine Eddie Kingston and, um, and Moxley. Uh, Moxley versus the Good Brothers? That'd be in like a hardcore match. Holy I love shit, it, man. Oh my God. That'd be like, that'd be like Eliminators versus RVD and Sabu. They you know, so I fucking love you, man. I fucking that's Illuminators are like my top five favorite tag so, team, bro. Yeah. So when when so me getting to this match when Moxley debuted, I was very excited and happy. You know, I was there at Double or Nothing. I felt the energy and everything like that. I when throughout the pandemic and Moxley's long title run, I kind of you know I wouldn't say sick of him. But it's like eating the same food every day, more or less. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, I, I, I've kind of had a bit of enough of Moxley. I know he's not champion anymore, but like, I thought the Omega Moxley feud was over. But I guess they need like one final ride on the trilogy. Yeah, that's what I know. think this is. I think this is like the big, literally yeah. the big bang. Yeah, the bang they, I guess. I just like, like, I don't know. If, I don't think you guys agree with me on this though. But I kind of wish that the final ride on the trilogy wasn't. At Revolution, I kind of wish Kenny had a different opponent for Revolution. I love this match. I'm just not that crazy about Moxley being in it because I've I felt like I've I've seen enough of him personally. Mm -hmm. But you know, but as for as for the history of this match, there's a reason. You know, especially I want Mike to see this. Atsushi Onita is right behind me in this picture, and this is him when he worked for DDT very recently. And look who's right next to, like, Atsushi Onita was in a match with Terry Funk. But look who's standing right between Atsushi Onita and Chris Brooks. Maki Ito! Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, Here we go. And, and she's holding, Here we go. she's holding Atsushi <laughs> Onita's barbed wire baseball bat. Like, of all people, you know? <laughs> I but heard. um yeah atsushi onita and and uh, terry funk and i actually picked that onita to be either my number two or number one for hardcore wrestlers just because of the insane matches that he brought to in japan 
Another person who faced Atsushi Onida would, would be Dr. Luther, of course. You know, those who don't really know his history over in Japan. He's got he's faced Onida over there. Oh yeah. So I actually think Onida like one thing I kind of wish AEW did a little bit more of would kind of make things a little bit spicier and fun in the storyline is special referees. Because I kind of like how, like, Ken Shamrock was the referee for Stone Cold and, you know, right. Stone Cold Red and Hart. Hart. Yeah, WrestleMania 13, let's do it. So I'm thinking Dr. Luther would be kind of a good referee for the for Moxley and Omega. It wouldn't like, make since... sense. It wouldn't that make sense. I, would, I, I get your point, though. Mm. But I will have Onita, though, to come, come by. I fly, have... fly him in from Japan. Why not? Well, Terry, Terry Funk, maybe. No, well, well, you know what? You brought up a good point there because we had Dory on AEW. Oh, they had Terry Boy. <laughs> yeah, they should. Yeah, because we, we we did we did see Dory Funk on in the audience, his in brother. The audience, his brother. So you know, you're right. But maybe him. Or what about? Don't be surprised to bring in McFoley to be the guest referee for that. Yeah, he legend. I would not legend, be surprised. The Legends deal allows you to work anywhere. It doesn't just because you're a WWE legend doesn't mean you're really exclusive, you know. You you have more because Bret Hart showed up on Double or Nothing. Let's well, not yeah, forget. He, he presented the AEW World mm -hmm. Champion, so mm -hmm. were, and they were trying to. The original one was Ric Flair. Hell, even you yeah. know. So you know, they, you, I would, you know they won't give up Ric Flair, man. If he's too tired, you know, they, he's oh. he's in. He's already in a storyline WWE. I don't want to talk got, about he's that. He's got a baby on the way with. Oh, oh, uh, it's not <laughs> happening. No, no, that I don't. That that's not true. That 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 doesn't exist, Chris. Wake I don't up, know what Matt. you're talking about. <laughs> Wake up, Matt! It's happening. It's it's, it's reality. I'm, I'm it's going. I'm going back to sleep, you guys. There's I'm, a daddy daughter <laughs> angle going on on the. Main I'm not. Screen. I'm not woke. Let's let's <laughs> talk about Onita more. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> well, look. But Onita, you know, that's that's definitely a match everybody should watch. Terry Funk versus Onita in Japan, and it was it was it's an outdoor match to keep you guys. So it has a whole different atmosphere to it. It's, you know, you could look at the stars as you're bleeding, cut up with barbed wire. Mm. So that is right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning in. Part one, part two, we'll be discussing about WWE. That's why I had to bring out. Skull man, because I got something to debate with, and oh. that's especially with Brother Boba what he said. So I will, I promised him that I was going to mention it. Uh, I'm on part two. So, on part two, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be discussing pro wrestling news, and I will be discussing with Money Mike about Takeover Vengeance. We will talk about NXT this past week, NXT, and we'll go give our predictions of this Sunday's Elimination Chamber. Now, before we let you go, we promise everyone that our part two of our commercial will be released right now after the ending of part one and again will be repeated in part two. So hopefully you guys enjoy uh, this part two from really the director. Our own from the, the Mad, the mad Lab, Mike Lopez. The, the director. I wish I could take the commercial, man. I, I wish I could nothing. take the credit, but it was Thank actually you, man. You, you came up with that like <laughs> on the spot, I think almost. Wait, what happened? What? 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 I, I think actually... Mike came up with that script on the spot. I don't know if you had it. You were thinking about it on the way over, but I'm no, just happy to do it. Okay, I was inspired by the great devious one Ivan C. Uh, he actually provided the inspiration for that. Uh, so much credit to Mr. Ivan, you know, so there you it's go. It's much credit for everyone, man. Nobody's yeah, group effort for sure. It's a teamwork. I'm just here knowing it. I give just credit for everyone to be involved with it. 
I give credit for the director. I give credit Thank for you, the Matt. Actors. You're an, an invaluable asset. Thank you, Matt, for course, yeah. Yes. No, but for real though, like when we do, we can do it in Spanish. And um, I don't know how many languages you speak. Matt, do you speak like five languages or what? Yeah, maybe soon. Hopefully, that's gonna. Yeah, be you're getting up there, I think for sure. But yeah, he's <laughs> getting up there. He's getting up there. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Mr. CK One will not be joining us in part two. He will have to, the you know, depart himself. So he's gonna go ahead and, and exit himself and uh, let the people know uh, what we coming on. I mean, who'll be coming on next week? Yeah, so, man, we got a lot of stuff coming next week. We got know. a lot of surprises. I don't know any. I don't know what any of it is. We find out oh. the Monday that week. <laughs> You'll find that out. He'll, he'll find that, that I'm not really Matthew. I'm. Oh my God, no. I'm, but yes, the invisible we, hand, Don Callis. We will have a <laughs> lot away from face off. <laughs> um, I'm I'm Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm will John have Volta staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> but we will have a lot more content coming to you for next uh, next month in March. We do have a lot coming up, so we will give a further announcement. Stay tuned. Keep an eye on our social media. But don't go anywhere. Part two will start right after this part one. So enjoy the second commercial of the Wrestling Guy Store. Recorded in front of a live studio audience in Los Angeles, California. Dude, check this out, man. Look at this. Whoa. Dude, check what I got. What? Man, we're wrestling guys, and at the Wrestling Guy Store, you can be too! The Wrestling Guy Store, located at 6085 State Street, Huntington Park, California, is five miles west of the Commerce Casino. 